I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. I sense some trouble in the Ambani paradise. Mohalai can hear it, and actually, for the billionaire family. Reportedly, some proxy advisers of Reliance Industry shareholders aren't too happy with how Mukesh Ambani is passing on the torch. So here's the deal: as you must know by now, Ambani's succession blueprint involves splitting Reliance Industries into three distinct businesses: the digital and finance business under Jio, consumer and retail ventures under Reliance Retail, and the core energy business under the flagship, which is now transitioning to green energy. The reins of each will be held by one of the three sons. Ambani in fact recently brought them twins Isha and Akash and the youngest Anant onto the board of Reliance Industry Limited or RIL but the proxy advisors institutional shareholder services and institutional investor advisory services or the IIAS say that 28 year old Anant is quote on quote too inexperienced for a big shot position on the board of India's largest company meanwhile the same proxy advisors Are cool with thirty-one-year-old Isha and Akash joining the board of directors at RIL. Hypocrisy, much? I mean, okay, I am no expert, but ages twenty-eight and thirty-one aren't too far apart. Even Shriram Subramanian from Ingovern Resort Services, a Bengaluru-based proxy advisor, agrees with me. He told the Financial Times that the age gap is minor, and in fact gave a thumbs up to Anand's appointment. Moreover, senior Ambani told shareholders at the last general meeting of the company. that he got his board seat at the age of 20 courtesy of his dad dhirubhai ambani the founder of the company so now reliance is telling exactly the same thing to the proxy advisor that anand has been on the group since 2015 when he was just 20 it also mentioned that he's been on the board of reliance new energy and reliance new solar energy since 2021 and has been a part of strategic decision very interestingly 2 years ago iias had run a foul of another industrialist family it voted against appointing 31 year old rama kirolskar to the board of pump manufacturer kirolskar brothers citing well inexperience kbl chairman and rama's father sanjay kirolskar was naturally annoyed he called iias behavior inconsistent because it had earlier recommended much younger individuals to similar positions in bigger promoter led firms Considering that Rama Kirolskar was 31 year old, we wonder what age would IIAS consider mature enough for dictatorship? Anywho, the debate is largely academic. The Ambani family and others in the promoter group hold 49% on the voting rights, so the objections will mostly remain as a matter of record on paper. Very little will come in the way of Anand Ambani and the board seat. For the next few minutes you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology business policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello I'm Manaswini and this is the deep dive for 20th October 2023. Netflix has put on its game face as it debuts its first ever live streaming sports event the Netflix Cup set to premiere on November 14. The nine-hole golf match will feature stars from two of the platform's most popular sports docu-series, Drive to Survive and Full Swing, pairing F1 racers with PGA Tour golfers. Now Netflix has carved a niche for itself in the world of sports streaming, 
which is quote on quote the drama of sports and these are not my words this is according to co-ceo ted sarandos and he also hopes to push this image with its latest live sports event while making use of its partnership with formula 1 and the pga the company however has no intention of venturing into the expensive business of live sports licensing it plans to stick to its forte of sports adjacent programming actually this is only the third time that netflix is doing a live event the last one in april for the love is blind season 4 reunion didn't go so well it got delayed until it wasn't even live anymore but now netflix wants to get better at live streaming because more people are into it and let's hope this one goes smoothly and they don't mess it up again anyway the rise in demand for live content comes alongside netflix's own growth over this last quarter during which the company reported 8.8 million new subscribers which is much higher than the 6 million predicted by a london stock exchange group survey of wall street analysts and is up from the 2.4 million it reported during the same period last year in fact what's interesting is that netflix is witnessing a growth in spite of the 5 month long hollywood strike and while the streaming giant attributes its success to its plethora of international content which allowed it to weather the strike its crackdown on password sharing and the development of its ad based revenue model netflix started the year slow adding only 1.75 million users in the first quarter back in may netflix said its slow growth was because of lots of people like around 100 million who share password so it tried to put a lid on password sharing and it looks like it's paying off last quarter it gained 5.9 million subscribers and not too many folks are dropping out right now the platform also launched ad tiered subscriptions in november last year which now accounts for 30% of new subscribers and has been experimenting with its ad based strategies since for example netflix is developing a new 30 to 60 second long binge ad format following which consumers can watch the additional episode ad free after a binge session innovative yes but it also reminds me of the og one ad break shows the company is also expanding brand opportunities by pushing for new ad mediums like brand interaction according to the hollywood reporter peter nyler the ad sales executive for netflix announced new ad offerings on tuesday allowing brands to sponsor individual shows and live events beginning with the netflix cup which is said to be sponsored by nespresso and t mobile and that's not all frito lay smart food has also jumped on board becoming netflix's first premier sponsor and the title sponsor for the upcoming season of love is blind but really lays even after what happened in april anyway meanwhile netflix is altering its subscription model to push consumers towards its most profitable ad based plans or simply put towards its more expensive subscription for instance it will no longer offer its basic tier subscription in australia which will be followed by japan brazil mexico germany and spain starting next week the us uk and france will also see price hikes in the standard and premium plans this comes as an attempt for the company to increase profitability in these markets as it reaches that crucial point between success and saturation on its growth chart but lucky for you and me these price hikes will not apply to india as the company hopes to expand its user base here sarando said that the 20 to 60% price reduction in india in december 2021 had increased user engagement by 30% year on year In fact on the flip side Netflix has implemented a cheaper mobile only plan in an attempt to crack into the Indian market. 
And even though Netflix's subscriber base has increased from 1.07 million last quarter to 1.88 million in its APAC market, which includes India, the average revenue per membership has declined to $7.62 from $8.34 a year ago. This is happening because of competitors like Disney Hotstar and Sony Live, whose subscription plans continue to be cheaper than Netflix's. And they also offer live sports, something which is very important to a cricket-hungry audience. And well, with no plans to venture in that direction, how far can Netflix hope to get in India? And before we sign off for the week, here is our third segment, One Last Thing, where we bring to you an offbeat story that you won't find in the headlines. In John Mayer's words, it's a Friday and we finally made it. But wait, at what cost? Because let's face it, the price of having a good time is skyrocketing. And I'm pretty sure you're nodding along with me. The Wall Street Journal points out that the cost of tickets for all the cool stuff like say Taylor Swift concerts, NLF showdowns and peak season Disney escapades went through the roof this year. Analysts are calling this phenomenon quote-unquote funflation. Actually, let me quantify this for you. Take Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, Elton John and Ed Sheeran shows for example. These concerts apparently turned into cash cows, each pulling in over $100 million in the first half of 2023. I mean, the cost of having fun is now so high that folks are either downsizing their party plans or ghosting entertainment expenses altogether. While we may not have the official stats from India just yet, trust me, us Indians are no strangers to the funflation phenomenon. I can personally vouch for it. But anyway, on that fun note, have a happy weekend, folks, and don't splurge too much. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at the rate thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. The episode was researched, written and produced by Dhruv Sharma and me. Edited by Dinesh Narayanan. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. 